0: Hello, everyone. It is coffee time with John Romick. Hello, everyone,
1: and thank you for tuning in to coffee time.
0: (laughs) I'm sure that just got really loud.
1: (laughs) If you are running, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, for all those on headphones, (laughs) we're sorry.
1: We will will take it down a notch. Yeah, Just a smidge.
0: Oh, man. But it's good to have you here. Well, thank
1: you for having me back. For those of you that don't know, uh, our better halves are off doing wonderful things. So the lesser halves unite once again (laughs) for coffee time. For coffee time. Yes. That's right. We actually have... I'm actually excited for talking with you today because Mm. I came prepared. Yes, it's always good to come prepared. (laughs) It's always good to come prepared. Let this be a lesson to everyone. Yes, that's right. Because in my mind, I'm like, you're like spitting out facts and truth. And I don't want to be like, yeah, (laughs) wow. You're
0: stealing it. I was going to do to you.
1: (laughs) I'm just that fancy because I know know what's going through your mind. Anyway, so please leave us. Lead <laughs>
0: well, I'm definitely glad to be with you. We only have a couple of insects that we will use for dares oh my gosh. Uh, for different things. See, so you think you came with for dares for me, and you didn't know I actually came. Nah, it's not not. I'm joking. Split <laughs> <laughs> like, hands in one second. Yeah. So if you've never seen that coffee time where John. Gets confronted with crickets. Uh, that's mm. a beautiful thing. And one of my all-time favorite memories <laughs> on Coffee <laughs> Time, actually. <laughs> yeah, beautiful is a word, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: So uh, the time that we are filming this is like wasp season, apparently. Yes. I have seen wasps that have like made me question if we are already living the apocalypse. <laughs> 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 like. Huge wasp. Because in Columbia
0: Bogota, there's like not wasps. There's
1: not wasps. The only bug you really like have to fight against is like, you know, the flies Uh that like at night. That's it. Yeah, and and then when you go down, obviously like the Amazon jungle, and that's like where, but like you don't go there, right? Uh, so, <laughs> Because of all the bugs. Like, come on, guys. But like here, I read that there's bug there's wasps that are like underground wasps. Uh huh. Oh my god! <laughs> like coming from they're, above they're, and below. Exactly. Oh. So now I'm scared of like going through your office and outside because there's grass. So I go around. <laughs> I feel only, on on only, it's on only on pavement. Only on pavement because I know they haven't like succeeded with pavement yet. So anyway, it's a scary time out there <laughs> <laughs> in these Mississippi streets. <laughs> and then the mosquito, so, which
0: is like the state bird of Mississippi, it it's is. Like, it grows it is.
1: There's just there's so many things. I walked out on my porch with my baby the other day, and uh-huh. I saw this like green. It's a grasshopper now, but at the time, I just thought it was like locust or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's here. here. Times it's yeah. here. here. <laughs> <So laughs> I looked at it. I'm like, oh, I'm like trying to save my baby, and then it like <laughs> went away. That was yeah. It's rough. Anyway, pray for us. Yeah, yes. Speaking of, though, this is the first time I've been
0: with you on Coffee Time since you've had baby Amanda, yes. which is officially my favorite Ramek. Uh, <laughs>
1: she, uh, she is the favorite Ramek for a lot of people. It's not hurtful, but you know, yeah, the attention it's, it's has true. changed. <laughs>
0: You're now Amanda's father. I am Amanda's right.
1: father. Yeah, I used to be Carol, formerly known as Carolina's, Carolina's husband. husband. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Moving on up in the world. <laughs> but uh we're excited for you guys for thank sure thank you it's been it's been very cool there's a lot of lot to learn too yep. and one thing if you are a mom or a dad but like if you're a mom right now you're listening to this i have like the utmost respect for you and i have promised myself to never ever no matter what is happening no matter how the kid might be crying or acting in the walmart I will never judge you again. (laughs)
0: They're breathing.
1: (laughs) Yes, You you, have won. Apparently, (laughs) they have enough energy to scream. You are doing a fantastic job. That's right. Congratulations, Mom. Congratulations, Mom. mom. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You are amazing.
0: (laughs) It's true. Speaking of all things children, (laughs) what we're actually doing came out of me wanting to do like devotionals for my kids. Upon graduation, I would like to do a devotional for them. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I want to do is like rules for life, Uh, because I wanted to leave my kids with something um, that they can use as they age and as they grow uh, and have kind of like a handbook for him. And so I read this book called 12 rules for life. And I thought huh, if I had 12 rules, what would they be? And it, it was written for my kids and I shared it with others and they thought, Hey, this could be useful to like everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's actually what we're, we're doing, uh, for the next couple of weeks. It'll be you and then the spectacular miss Peppy, and me. Uh, talking about 12 rules for life. Like, if, if we had a guide pose kind of set of rules to kind of like follow, what would they be? Now, I believe that it's got to start with the golden rule. Of course. Uh, which would be what? Uh, I love the <laughs> golden rule is. Love God. Pressure, 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 pressure.
1: <laughs> Love God with all your might, with all your heart, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Yes.
0: So this is God's rule of like, hey, you want to live well, love. Hmm. Uh, love others. Love God. Love yourself. Uh, and so obviously that rule hopefully is known. <laughs> if not, uh, learn it. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. I don't know what to add to that. <laughs> yeah. If not, like, yeah. there it is. Yeah, you've got a problem.
0: (laughs) You can fix by reading scripture. So that's kind of God's uh, golden rule for us is, you know, love him and love others and life kind of takes care of itself. But this is like, if I had rules, what would they be? Uh, And so outside of the golden rule, uh, the first rule I have, and I just kind of have them here. I just kind of want to say it, and maybe they can put it on lower thirds or something like that, but uh, yes, right here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, walk tall, believe in yourself. You are called by God, graced and anointed. You were not just born. You were sent here by God. Act like it. Magnify who you are, stand strong in God's grace, Uh, be dangerous, take chances, be very courageous, step out of the boat always. Um, I have seen uh, people from all over the world. I've had the privilege, and it really is a privilege, to go to many different nations. I've seen extreme poverty. I've seen war-torn nations. I've seen Middle Eastern nations, African nations, Asian nations. Um, South American nations have been all over the world. I've seen adversity, but even middle of some terrible situations, I have seen people who have just rose above it all. Hmm. I, I've seen people who have become um, who they were meant to be in Christ and in that definition, successful and significant at the same time, making a difference. Uh, overcoming dramatic adversity. And I know there are probably people who are watching this that in your life right now or in your past, you had some crazy things, unfair things happen to you. Uh, You maybe were not born to the best set of parents or maybe born without, you know, parents who loved you to take care of you, whatever it may be. But I've seen people who I would look at and think you should be a victim for the rest of your life. And no one uh, would judge you for, you know, feeling sorry for yourself. But they they managed to believe in themselves to see that they were worthy of something than just chaos Mm -hmm. and made a decision to believe that and to go after it, to pursue their dreams. And I think this is a big statement to pursue their dreams like they were worthy of them. And I've Mm -hmm. seen some people have dreams but thought they weren't worthy of them. So they were no more than like daydreams Mm -hmm. of just something of, I wish I could, or maybe one day, but no serious pursuit of them because at their core, they didn't see themselves as worthy of it or capable of achieving it. And I think that's what rule number one hits at is believe in yourself. You were sent here by God, destined for greatness, act like it, step out of the boat.
1: Yeah, I I like that. The whole uh, Mm self-confidence factor is so necessary and uh, I've been watching a a couple documentaries just on uh, to me it's very cool to hear those stories of like people growing up in like Compton or things and then becoming best tennis stars ever or best rappers ever or best whatever you, you want to be and, and it's that self-confidence factor that to me it's incredible how as christians who we should recognize our value even more which kind of builds our self-confidence or if you want to be like technical our christ confidence right of who we are in christ yep. uh that we are still you know we're still like in the boat and part of like your your rule is you know take take a step out of the boat like always like make that jump and sometimes we either question ourselves too much, or we really aren't there yet with understanding that we are valuable, but we are taken care of, that we like what we have in Christ is enough for us to actually be dangerous. Yep. And be dangerous in this world, be dangerous like against the enemy, like to, to to be that danger in the world with regards to whatever the devil has planned and like here you are and now he can't do it type of things. So yep. just having that mentality. And I, I liked what you said about being dangerous. It reminds me of Baker Mayfield, even though he's not gonna be part of the team. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) but one game that he just went all out and they asked him is like what like what changed and he said I woke up feeling dangerous yeah and it's like and that was just his mentality he just woke up is like I'm gonna like tear apart a team today go after I mean it's all out and if I fail I fail but at least I know I gave it my all and I, I do like that mentality and I think it is necessary I think third world countries you have to do that fight or flight uh and that's why you see a lot more of it because you're forced into a situation where you have to but even even in the first world you can still force yourself uh to be that person like it it doesn't change like you're not and adversity is something that should probably be grasped more and instead of trying to avoid it just try to like not pursue it but just be better in the midst of it.
0: Yeah. Now, and and I like this rule is so important to me because I speak from experience of it's kind of like Moses. Moses was this young guy who sensed a, a call to destiny that I'm not just born here. I'm sent by God to do something. He steps out to try to do it on his own strength. He steps out of the boat. He sees an Egyptian being a Hebrew, and he's Mm -hmm. like, this is my time. You know, the New Testament kind of talks about he senses his calling, and it's like, okay, I'm going to deliver these people. So he steps out of the boat, and then he fails. Like, it doesn't go the way that he's planned. It doesn't work out the way that he wants. And so for 40 years, he acts like he was born and not sent. He's more focused on kind of just staying alive, paying the bills, functioning, living a good life, but no sense of destiny, no sense of purpose, because he did step out, and then he failed. Uh, and God had to come to him and like light up a bush and be like, you are more than what you have become. Be dangerous. Go back out there. Like Your call did not go away. Act like I sent you here. And of course, the biggest issue he faces in that moment is not, as God sending me? It's, am I capable of doing this? Hmm. And so he starts questioning himself of like, well, you know, I can't speak very well. And God's like, who made your mouth? Yeah. Like, but he's listing all these reasons because he's lost his self-confidence, so he's not going after his dreams, he's not pursuing God's best. He literally, his biggest dream is like just maintaining life and just kind of living and being a good person, but not doing anything to advance God's kingdom or to accept his call. And when I started pastoring... Um, I had like this call from God. I, I had this awakening in him of who I am in Christ. I begin to pursue it. I'm like, I'll go after it. I'm, I'm worthy of it. And then it fails like hundreds of people leave the church. It's all falling apart. And I'm like, I think I want to just quit. And I want to take a job that I can pay bills and just live a good life and walk away from all this, stop being dangerous, stop taking risk. And I I didn't believe in myself. And I I felt like I had to be more like my dad if I was ever going to be successful or more like this. And here's why they're achieving this. And here's why they're even worthy of it. But for me, I'm not. And was at this place where God just had to come back and be like, Joel, I made you. You don't have to be like these other people to be successful. You don't have to be like these other people to accept the call. I made your mouth. Go after your dreams like you're worthy of them because I have made you worthy. This is who you are in me. I gave you this anointing, I gave you this call, I gave you this power. Act like it. Get over your own weaknesses and believe that you are worthy of my best and worthy of the call that I gave you. And I had to go on that journey. And I think some people never started that journey and other people may have like stepped out like Moses and it's like, well, I tried. And then now, you know, it's just more survival than it is walking out a calling or a sense of adventure. Uh, but whatever it is, I think we need to rediscover that sense of purpose and begin to go after dreams.
1: I, think, uh, I remember a conversation recently that you had with a pastor, and you basically asked him, like, you know, what, what are your strengths? And kind of like you were trying to, like, Uh, dive in deep into like who he was and not because like you could tell a lot of people have this internal battle of like if I'm supposed to be successful I'm supposed to be like someone else instead of trying to find out you know who God made me to be and find success in that and find contentment in that as well it's like this is who I was made to be when i think of that uh, carolina has taught me my wife has taught me a lot about like art and stuff like that and there's there's every time i think of like self-confidence and knowing why you were created and stuff like that i think of uh andy warhol he made this toilet and it's a three million dollar toilet <laughs> and it literally like if you were to see it which i did like i saw it i'm like that's just the toilet like why would it cost three million dollars and it was more than a toilet. It's uh, he made it as a critique it of society. Be. <laughs> well, no, no, no. So like, what it was, like what it was as like you know physically yes. a toilet, a toilet. But it one, it was Andy Warhol's toilet. Yes. So so give the value yes. because it was created by Andy. Yes. You know, so it gives the value. So where you're going with? And it, then, if we are God's toilet. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going with. I'm like, even if you are a toilet, you're God's, God's toilet. toilet. <laughs> 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 The things that, I mean, no, okay. Anyway, but but the whole point is, is that he created it and placed it in the middle of like other works of art as a critique. Like there was a whole purpose behind it that made it a $3 million toilet that just blew my mind. And and so when I think of uh, me personally, I'm like, no, I don't have to go out and try to be like a different masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Hey, I, I was created by him. I'm his workmanship, yep. you know, created for good works. I just have to find what that is. And yep. I think that's through communion. That's just spending time with him, like getting to know who he is and who you are in him.
0: Yeah. And I wonder, you know, and, and I'll ask you, you this question. I think so. Do you feel like so many times we look at the lives of others and like what they're worthy of, whether it's a house or a life or a ministry or a certain level financially or a certain level in relationships or intimacy with their children and and having like these moments of like they have a good family and think that they're worthy of this. Yeah, uh, That we s- spend so much time looking at that that it's like, why don't I think I'm worthy yeah. of that? Like it, to take the lid off of like what
1: God could do for me. I think we, we fail in how we identify and like in our identity, we identify with what we do instead of who we are. And so like you were to ask someone like, hey, who are you? And they'll be like, they'll answer with what they do. So like, I'm a doctor, I'm a sports figure, I'm famous. I'm, that's not who, that's what you do, but that's not who you are. And uh, because we identify with what we're doing, we think that that's what gets us, you know, the blessing, or that's what gets us uh, all those things. That's what makes us worthy is because of what we are doing. And don't get me wrong, it's important to do what's right, but we should identify with who we are and whose we are and understanding that. Like my my struggle compared to my brother's struggle, Sammy, he always knew he was my dad's son, son of the pastor, all of it. He had no problem with like going into the cafeteria. Asking for whatever. In my mind, I was like, I'm not worthy yet. But when I get the youth group to like this, I worry. might go and get like a soda, you know. <laughs> and it feels so different because I was identifying like I, worthiness with what my, achievement. my achievements and not with like who I was. And I think that is a big step to know that, you know, you are not what you do. You know, you are what God made you to be, yeah. and, and that's the or that's, the failures you've had. Exa- yeah, or what you've done. Yeah. Like it's it not with what you you don't identify with what you've done. You know that identity has nothing to do with that.
0: Yeah. So I think we'll we'll close with this because, and this is significant, because you were God's idea. Mm-hmm. Because you were not just born; you were sent. Because while you were even in your mother's womb, God is giving you plans and a future and a hope. You, whoever you are, or whatever you've done, or however many failures you've experienced, are worthy of God's best. Mm. You are worthy of forgiveness. You are worthy of joy. You are worthy of freedom. You are worthy of the greatest desire that could ever come into your heart. You are worthy of not just a second chance, but multiple chances. You are worthy to meet Jesus on the water and walk on it. You are worthy of God's grace and power equipping you to do what he's called you to do and be who he's called you to be. So with all that in mind, act like it. Uh, step out of bed with confidence, face the job with confidence, put your, your shoulders back, lift your head up, uh, get back in the ring, fight, um, step out and believe that you are worthy of it because that's exactly who you are. Moses, God made your mouth go and face Pharaoh, be the person God has called you to be. Even if it's been 40 years since you last saw that person. Step out of the boat. Live life with a sense of calling. Amen.